Welcome, 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 women, to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce, and I am, as always, delighted to share what nuggets the Lord has put down in my spirit to share with you. I hope that all of you are having a good week and praise God for crossing us over into a new year. Amen. It's 2021, y'all. We made it. As is my custom, I'd like to give a shout out to those churches, associations, nonprofit organizations um, who have helped me down through the years by allowing me to share my gift. Whether it was a word of poetry, emceeing a program, speaking on a Sunday morning or in a workshop, convention, uh, conference, um, whether on land or by sea, I'm telling you, I bless God for the opportunity to share my gift with you. To that end, I'd like to give a shout out to Evangelist Temple Fellowship Center in Vallejo, California, Pastor and Sister Stewart. God bless you. We had a time for that women's uh, annual day that Sunday. I remember, I pray you do as well. And I say to you, like Paul said to the church at Philippi, he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Amen. So as I continue with um, my search and my review and my um, appreciation for 1970s sitcoms, because there is some surprising wisdom in those shows. The Lord showed me last week about the wisdom of Wonder Woman. And uh, before that, we were talking about the wisdom in um, fairy tales. So today I'll continue with um, the, the 70s sitcom that I'm sure we were all familiar with. Uh, and we're going to talk about incredible insights from the Incredible Hulk. I said incredible insights from the Incredible Hulk. All right. So the second example featuring television shows from the 1970s is the Incredible Hulk. It was one of my all-time favorites. I mean, I was enthralled as Bill Bixby turned into Lou Ferrigno, who turned into the Hulk. Y'all remember? <laughs> Y'all remember? I mean, he was mild-mannered and cool until he wasn't. I could not be deterred. That was my show. I did not miss it week to week. I was there. Remembering this show helped me during a misunderstanding that could have quickly gotten out of hand. So, so let me just tell y'all about it. That is my story. This is how it went. All right. My first year at um, our new church, when, when uh, my husband was pastoring a church in um, a particular city, um, it found me all at once both anxious and curious. Now, I, I was just raring to go. But, of course, this was my first experience. I was just 25 years old. You know, first lady and and, and all of that. I, I I'm just cool. I was ready to do whatever my hands could find to do. So I was anxious, curious, happy, excited. You know, that's me. I so wanted to be about my father's business. I wanted to meet people and begin the work of ministry. You know, getting involved with things and programs and ministries and being a part of something bigger and greater than myself appealed to me immensely. I just wanted to be about 
my father's business. So parenthetically, let me just throw this in for free. I'm a rather exuberant person by nature. Um, I love people and I embrace life with both hands, intending to live it to the fullest. I mean, even as I say this, I am smiling from ear to ear. I don't even know if y'all can tell, but I am just excited about the prospect of helping. I also tend to believe in the best in people. Now, I was in store from some, for some rather um, abrupt reality checks, courtesy of this new assignment. So... This is my story. I'm telling it. So one day, a particular ministry was putting on a program, and I was asked to lend a helping hand. It was the singles ministry, and they were asking the married folks if they would help, you know, put up tables, put on tablecloths, um, serve, and sort of just, you know, help wherever they needed. I was like, sure, absolutely. The day came, and I was ready. At the time, my daughter was only two years old. So I brought her along with me down to the church and we just chilling. We're going to do what we need to do. So she was old enough to, you know, put napkins on tables or, you know, whatever we needed to do. Well, the person in charge came to me and said, now, um, Sister Bryce, we're going to need your help. So, you know, and I said, I just kind of looked at her. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to help. She said, "Um, so you can just put your daughter in the office with a video and a pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, as you can imagine, I paused to make sure I heard her correctly. So I mentally pressed re- rewind. You know how you do rewind. And I played it again. Okay, she said, now, you can put your daughter in the office with a video and a pizza. So, you know, now my head is cocked to the side, kind of like Scooby-Doo. You know, like, huh? What? That's what she said. You had it right the first time. Well, my heart started pounding. My pulse started racing. My hands got a little sweaty. And I could feel heat rising from somewhere near my toes, creeping up the back of my legs and and up the back of my neck and resting somewhere on the top of my head. See, I, I wanted to say, to her in the immortal words of dr bruce banner don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when i'm angry because see i might not turn green Mm-mm. and my muscles might not bulge all out of my shirt and my pants look like i got on my little sister's <laughs> jeans no it, it, would, it wouldn't have been that but something else would have happened Come on. I wouldn't have been busting out of my clothes, but busting out of my character. Come on. I might not have been uh, uh, hollering and screaming and flexing, but something was about to jump off. So now, now, now here's the lesson that I learned that day. No matter how nice, how sweet, how calm, how cool and collected we think we are. No matter how nicely put together we appear and no matter how subdued and serene we might start out, no one is perfect. I said no one is perfect. We all have a story. What I like to refer to as the backstory. Because see, we've all been saved from something. Come on here. 
Our personalities are but a mosaic of our experiences. Come on, our education and our exposure, it all ties together and comes out as personality. Memories, all tied up in there. How we feel about a thing. These things help to shape our personality. And, and, and you know, we make use of our emotions. Happiness, come on, sadness, and anger. Don't forget anger. It's in there too. Have mercy. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have something to repent about. But aren't you thankful for Jesus because he died for our sins, all of our sins. Come on, past, present, and future. Thank God we have a savior like Christ. So mm -hmm, we all possess the potential to act in some very unchristian-like ways. Might as well tell the truth. Now, I hate to admit it, but I was really about to go smooth off on that lady and tell her where to go, how to get there, and what to do once she made it. Now, I'm just talking about me. I mean, how dare she presume to tell me what to do with my daughter? And on top of that, make such an asinine suggestion as to put a two-year-old in an office alone with an entire pizza. The nerve. Oh, I was angry. No, no, no. Uh, uh. Let me rephrase it. I was heated. And at that moment, in that split second, I needed something greater than myself to control myself. I needed something greater than myself to control my thoughts, to control my hands, and to control my tongue. It reminds me of that song that came out. <laughs> Uh, the latter part of last year. I don't know who sang it, but boy, did I laugh. He said, try Jesus. Don't try me. Because I throw hands. You heard me? Y'all look it up if you haven't heard it. He said, try Jesus. Don't try me. Because I throw hands. I mean, for real. No, 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 no. For those of you who might be feeling a little something about this, Listen, Jesus chose 12 disciples, each of them with distinctive personalities, distinctive occupations, distinctive lifestyles. They were not all the same. We had John, the sensitive one, where he could be found lying his head on Jesus' shoulder, Jesus' breast. You know, come on. We have Matthew, the tax collector, who was not playing games with people. He was about the bag. Come on, that's Matthew. I mean, we had Luke, a doctor, just in case something happened. And we had Peter, the one most likely to cuss you and cut you. See, listen, he chose all 12. All of them were distinct, but each of them had a position and a place in the kingdom. So it is with us. We're not all the same. We don't all have the same um, personality, propensities. We don't have all the same knee-jerk responses, but there's room for all of us. But what do we do when we get angry? Even Jesus said, be angry, but sin not. So we need something to help control us. Come on here. To control our thoughts, our hands, our tongues. I was made instantly aware of this truth on that day. 
Without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, we simply cannot live a life pleasing to the Lord. No, not any of us. No, not any of us. I learned that day that there truly is a war in my members. And so that's what I want to talk about. These two small points and then we're going to be gone. Number one, there is a war in my members. What does that mean? That mean, Paul said, when I would do good, evil is always present with me. When I would have walked away. Now, now, something just happened. She kept on talking. I, I was minding my own self-business. Now, why is she going to just keep her talking? <laughs> Paul said, the, the evil that you would not do, you find yourself doing. And the good you really want to do, you don't do that at all. Because the flesh is something else. The flesh is always going to be at enmity with God. The flesh is never going to agree to do it God's way. You need something to control the flesh, to tame Oh, to tame it or it's going to get out of hand. Paul said, I know what to do. That is to say, I know what's right. There is a continued struggle between good and evil. It is the power of the Holy Ghost that makes living for the Lord possible. The Holy Spirit is both a restrainer and a constrainer who allows us to overcome without unleashing the monster within. Oh, because I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody push you hard enough, long enough, what's in you is coming out. Oh, and I know we like to think we, we just Jesus juniors. Mm-hmm. And we got it all together and we just was born saved. The devil is a liar. The Bible says, in sin did my mother conceive me. Come on, you've got to be, it's one thing to be born, but it's something else to be born again. The Lord has to save us from ourselves. So the point number one is there is a war in my members, but point number two, he'll keep you if you want to be kept. I know the name of the show was The Incredible Hulk, but the first part was about the life of Dr. Bruce Banner. Regular everyday brother. Trying to go to work, trying to solve problems, just 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 try, just living his life, uh huh. Till somebody start messing with him. Now he minding his own self business. He just trying to uh, fix the stuff in the lab. I mean, he trying to he dealing with gamma rays and beta rays, alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Come on, he 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 minding his own business is the point. Walking down the street or on lunchtime or something, somebody messing with him, seeing what happens. His eyes start lighting up, and then that high piercing uh, uh, music start playing. Okay, it's too, it's too late. It's too late. But what Dr. Bruce Banner didn't understand, that we as the children of God, the Most High understand, is that he will keep you if you want to be kept. He is but a prayer away. And it ain't got to be no long prayer. It don't have to be drawn out. It can be, Lord, have mercy. This thing is about to go sideways. Father God, in the name of Jesus, fix it now. Fix it, Lord. Because I want to live in such a way that you can use me. And I want you to use me at any time. 
at any place to get your message across, Lord Jesus, because it's not about me. Lord, fix it. The Lord will keep you if you want to be kept. What's our souvenir, Sister Bryce? Romans 7 and 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. I recognize that without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which would lead me and guide me into all truth, I would be messed up. And so rather than give in to our basest nature, rather than give in to what is not right instead of doing what is right, go ahead and trust God to take hold of the reins of your mind. So, oh, Lord, teach me, Lord. Teach me how to love right. Fix my heart so I can love everybody. Work on my mind so I can think right. Work on my heart so I can love everybody. Work on my tongue so I don't bring shame to your kingdom or to your name. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. It is the Lord who helps to tame the monster within. God bless you women. Happy New Year. I love you. I pray that you are safe and abounding in the works of the Lord. God bless you. See you next week.